Hello my friends all around the world, I hope you're doing well. It's a quick notification for you that I have an hpmexam.com bootcamp. That is called PMP Exam Immersion. It's a half day bootcamp and you can register to meet with me towards your PMP exam success for a full four hours. It's going to happen on the 3rd of June. So if you wanna be part of that, go on down to hpmexam.com in addition to the four hour bootcamp, you're gonna get the PMP exam immersion book and access to 60 days of project management professional prep content online. It's a totally loaded system. So if that sounds like something you wanna be part of, look for the link below, it's hpmexam.com. Today, I have a few random quizzes to amuse you with. Quizzes that will help keep you sharp for the PMP exam. Let's jump into it. Hello there, it's your friend Phil, project management trainer and coach. I know some of you are PMPs now. Check out my podcast at leadershipavenue.com. Go on down to leadershipavenue.com and subscribe to this new podcast. It's called Life After the PMP Exam. And we're going to be focusing on a lot of topics outside of the regular PMP stuff. All right, so go on down to leadershipavenue.com and let's start conversing and listening to some stuff that can help us be on PMP. Now, if you are getting ready for the PMP exam, stay tuned because we have a quiz coming up right this moment. Jumping straight into the quiz, this is the five second challenge. I mentioned a tool and technique or process or an output, and you tell me something associated with it. So I'm gonna ask you what output does this come from or what process is this used in? Are you ready? Let's go. Project Charter, which process is it from? The answer is Develop Project Charter. Final Report, which process is it from? The answer, Close Project or Phase. Project scope statement. Which process is that from? The answer, define scope. Scope baseline. Which process is that from? The answer, create WBS. Schedule management plan. Which process is that from? The answer, Plan, Schedule, Management. Schedule Baseline, which process is that from? The answer, Develop Schedule. Schedule Forecasts, which process is that from? The answer, Control Schedule. Risk register, which process is that from? The answer, identify risks. Procurement strategy, which process is that from? The answer, plan procurement management. Procurement statement of work, which process is that from? 
The answer? Plan Procurement Management. Moving on. Product Analysis. In which process is this used as a tool and technique? The answer? Define scope. I know a lot of people think product analysis is found in collect requirements, but that is not the case. It is found in define scope. Name two processes where decomposition is used as a tool and technique. Three, two, one. The answer, create WBS and define activities. Next question. In which process is rolling wave planning used as a tool and technique? Three, two, one. The answer is again define activities. Next question. Project schedule network diagrams is an output of which process? The answer, sequence activities. Next question. Milestone list is an output of which process? Three, two, and one. The answer, define activities. Next question. Name two processes where leads and lags are used as a tool and technique. Three, two, one. The answer, sequence activities is one, develop schedule is another, and control schedule is the last one. Next question. From which process do we obtain the output quality metrics? The answer, plan quality management. Next question. What are the two broad categories for cost of quality? The answer, cost of conformance and cost of non-conformance. Moving on to the next topic of earned value management. What is the formula for schedule performance index? The answer, earned value divided by planned value, EV divided by PV. Next question, what is the formula for cost variance? The answer, earned value minus actual cost, EV minus AC. Next question, quality control measurements is an input to which process? Three, two, 
the answer. Manage quality. This is the process where quality control measurements are processed to better understand process variation. Next question. From which process do we obtain the output known as test and evaluation documents? The answer, manage quality. Next question. In which process is the tool and technique designed for X used? Three, two, and one. The answer is manage quality. In manage quality, we use DFX. Final few questions. From which process do we obtain the output known as quality control measurements? Three, two, and one. This is a no-brainer because it has the word control in it. The answer is control quality. And here's your final question. Have absolute fun with this one. Take a blank piece of paper and draw out the infamous page 25 table. I will go through the top of the waves and the side of the slate. You fill in the rest. The first mnemonic is I prefer extra money cash or I prefer eating mangoes chilled. Initiating, planning, executing, monitoring, and controlling, and closing. The next mnemonic at the side is, I saw six chipmunks quietly roasting coffee, reading poetry stories. Integration, scope, schedule, cost, quality, resources, communications, risk, procurement, and stakeholder. That should give you a good framework to begin to fill in the details. The far left we have at the top, Develop project charter, all the way at the bottom, identify stakeholders, and all the way to the right at the top, we have closed project or phase. Now, in between at the top, you can begin putting your integration processes. After develop project charter at the top, we have develop project management plan. Then, direct and manage project work. And then directly under that, manage project knowledge, and then after that, in the next column, under monitoring and controlling, we have monitor and control project work. And then under that, perform integrated change control. See? So if you fill in this table thinking about knowledge area by knowledge area, you'll get there. If you do it thinking top down, you'll get there as well. I envision that row of planning tasks or planning processes as being the most dense, and if you can crack that, you can crack anything. So we have develop project management plan, then plan scope management, collect requirements, define scope, create WBS, and then plan schedule management, and then define activity, sequence activities, estimate activity durations, develop schedule, and then plan cost management, and then estimate cost, determine budget, and then plan quality management, and then plan resource management and then estimate activity resources and then plan communications management. You see, this stuff isn't hard. 
You just need to envision it. Exactly what I'm doing. So why don't you take that blank piece of paper, draw it out. You cannot remember what you have not accounted for. And this is all it is. I want you to account for these processes and make sure you truly understand them and then begin breaking down the what's in it for me, the whiffim. What's the whiffim of this process? What am I getting out? Why do I need to do this in a predictive world? What's the gain? That is how you need to proceed through the content. I hope this gave you a good run for your time, good test for you. Make sure you got those predictive things down. I talk about agile a lot, but today was for predictive. All right, you take care and don't forget to subscribe to leadershipavenue.com. See you soon. Bye for now. Awesome friends, it's 2023, and now we are working on our PMP. Lots of us, some of us are new to it, but I want to demystify everything for you and break it down. What is the PMP exam? It's a three hour, 50 minute exam that has 180 questions for you to answer across three domains of people, process, and business. People is about how you interrelate with individuals on the team, how you lead them, how you coach them, how you mentor them, how you resolve conflict, and all the great interpersonal skills that you as a project manager have, how you execute them with a team. It's all about people, very people-focused stakeholders, team members, things like a team charter, a social contract, a team contract, a team agreement, the five stages of team development, forming, storming, norming, performing, and adjourning, the Hersey Blanchard model of how you lead people situationally, and all that stuff, emotional intelligence, the list is endless. But that is the people domain. The process domain is all about how you apply the tools and techniques of project management, how you have technical project management skills in quality, scheduling, cost, resources, and things like that, and how you apply them to projects to solve process-related problems. In fact, your entire exam is about solving problems. The people piece is about how you solve people problems with great interpersonal skills. The process piece is about how you solve problems with the project management aptitude you have across all the knowledge areas and in the world of agile, how you understand servant leadership and the processes that the team carries out in the world of agile. So we're talking about things like release planning, sprint planning, the product backlog, the sprint backlog, backlog refinement, retrospectives, daily scrum, sprint review, and things such as that. Process is not just for traditional project management. Process is also quite agile as well. So you need to understand the nuts and bolts of Kanban, the Kanban board, work in progress limits, and so on and so forth. And then the 353 of Scrum, that's the process piece. The business piece is about understanding how project management sits in with a business. What exactly am I as a project manager supposed to be aware of from a business perspective? That's what your exam 180 questions is all about. And this, my friends, is captured in a document called the PMP Exam Content Outline. 
do a Google search if you are on a computer and stationary right now, and you'll see that there are 35 tasks that the PMI has outlined rather meticulously for you to be aware of. And a lot of folks don't know about this document. They actually think the exam is based on some PMBOK guide or Agile guide. No, no, not at all. The exam is based on the PMP exam content outline. Now, if you want to study these content outline tasks really deep, I have a free program on YouTube. Just go on down to the channel named Prazion. That is P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N. P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N. Go to that channel and look for the 40 Days to PMP Exam Success program because that program is over a day long. And I'm not talking about an eight-hour day. I'm talking about a 24-hour day. I spent 24-plus hours. Actually, I spent a day and 12 hours of my life and more putting together free content for you. You need to use it. So go on down to the Prazion channel and look for the playlist of 40 Days to PMP Exam Success. I break down everything one step at a time. All the recordings are available right there on YouTube. So if you want to jumpstart your 2023 and commit to getting all this stuff for the PMP down pat in 40 days, that's right, 40 days, you need to go on down to the Prazion channel and you need to subscribe and begin watching these videos every single day for 40 days. I'm taking down each one. People, process, business. Straightforward, easy. Hey, it's free. You can't go wrong. I look forward to hearing from you. Drop me a comment. If you heard about the 40 days to PMP exam success on this channel, why don't you drop me a comment when you hit that playlist? And you know what? Even better, we have a program that takes those 40 days and puts it into four hours. That's right. Puts it into four hours. If you want to be part of that program, go on down to the website hpmexam.com. Perhaps you just need a rapid jumpstart to catapult you into success on this PMP thing and you, you don't have 35 hours to sit down in front of an instructor. Hey, you can do it in four hours. hpmexam.com. Whatever your needs are, whether you need the full-on PMP exam training at projectmanagementmasterclass.com or something short, I got you covered. All right. For those of you who have been on the journey, you're like, yeah, Phil, I already know all that. I've got a few questions for you. I just got a 10-point question set for you today. Are you ready? Let's go. What are the artifacts of Scrum? Right, there are three artifacts. The product backlog, the sprint backlog, and the increment. We also call it the potentially shippable increment. Next question. What are the five process groups of project management? Easy, right? The five process groups. Initiating, planning, executing, monitoring and controlling, and closing. Next question. What are the three roles in Scrum? Okay, the three roles. Product owner, Scrum master, and developers. Also called development team by some. 
next question. Name the five events of Scrum. Okay. So think about it like this. The sprint itself, sprint planning, the daily scrum, the sprint review, and the sprint retrospective. Next question. What is the optional event talked about in Scrum? answer that I'm looking for is backlog refinement. Next question. Name the 10 knowledge areas of project management. The 10 knowledge areas of project management. Get them all? Okay, let's break them down. Here's a mnemonic for you to remember the 10 knowledge areas. I saw six chipmunks quietly roasting coffee, reading poetry stories. I saw six chipmunks quietly roasting coffee, reading poetry stories. It's outrageous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it's one that you wouldn't forget. Hey, <laughs> I've got an even better one that will give you a visual. So I have one of my students. He's from Cuba, and he likes this mnemonic because it talks about Cubans and talks about rolling cigars. Now, don't get all emotional. I'm health conscious. It's just a mnemonic, okay? It goes like this. I saw six Cubans quietly rolling cigars, really often smoke. It's a visual. That's all it is. I'm not saying go out and buy a bunch of cigars. I saw six Cubans quietly rolling cigars, really puffing smoke. Now, that's a visual you can't forget easily, but it'll help you remember the 10 knowledge areas. So what are they? Integration, scope, schedule, cost, quality resources, communications, risk, procurement, and stakeholder management. They all have management after it. So integration management, scope management, schedule management, cost management, and so on and so forth. All right. Integration, scope, schedule, cost, quality, resources, communication, risk, procurement, stakeholder. Those are the 10 knowledge areas. Next question. This one's going deep. Okay. This is deep. Name the seven processes of integration management. What are the seven processes of integration management? Okay. So, they are as follows. I'm going to give you clues first of all, then I will expand on each clue. You first of all need an authorization document for the project, and then you need to plan the project, and then you need to execute it, 
and along the way you need to glean lessons learned, things that you did well that you would like to repeat on the project and things you didn't do so well that you don't want to repeat on the project. Then we talk about the overall monitoring and controlling of the project. Then we talk about managing any changes that could happen. And then we close out either a phase in the project or the project as a whole. Did that give you enough clues to recall the seven? Well, let me break them down for you. Develop project charter, develop project management plan, direct and manage project work, manage project knowledge, monitor and control project work, perform integrated change control, and close project or phase. Now, why do I want you to know these? Because you need to know what is done in them, and that helps you answer the questions on the PMP exam. It helps you know where you are in the process of things, so you're not guessing. And that was just seven of the processes. There are 49 processes. You really need to know your processes and what you're doing in them to get the process domain down pat. Let's go to our next question number eight. This question pertains to user stories. What are the components of a user story? What are the three components of a user story? Okay, the answer? Role, goal, benefit. In other words, the anatomy of a user story is role, goal, benefit. As a, that's the role, I want or I would like, that's the goal, so that, that's the benefit. As a PMP student, I would like a course that pragmatically covers project management in real-world terms so that I can better understand the content and not have to cram. Hey, <laughs> that's a user story for the training I provide. So if that sounds like something you want, go on down to the website, P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com. Check out all our offerings, okay? Praision.com, P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com. All right, let's move on. So that was number eight. Number nine. Are you ready? This is a two-pronged question. 9A. Define the definition of ready. You may hear people referring to this as D-O-R. Define in your own words. It doesn't have to be PMBOK words or Agile practice guide words. Define the definition of ready. So as you define the definition of ready, I was looking for you to mention the word story in your definition. 
So the definition of ready, quoting from the great Jeff Sutherland, right? On his side, the definition of ready means that stories must be immediately actionable. In other words, the state a user story must be in before you can act on it is a definition of ready. So the team determines that definition of ready. You could say it's an agreement within the team that is a signal to the team that a story is ready for work. It's ready for actionable steps to pursue that story's aim. Okay? So the Agile Alliance also says that the definition of ready involves creating clear criteria that a user story must meet before being accepted into an upcoming iteration. So if you are about getting into a sprint or an iteration, same thing, sprint, we use the word sprint in Scrum, we use the word iteration in general, but if you're about getting into a sprint in Scrum, those stories must be ready to be worked on. Okay, that's 9A. Here's 9B. What is the INVEST acronym? What does the INVEST acronym mean? So the INVEST acronym is a set of criteria that is generally accepted in Agile communities to exemplify what exactly the definition of READY means. It's an acronym that helps Agile teams assess if a story meets the definition of READY. Okay? So what exactly do each of the letters mean? Can you tell me that? All right. I'll tell you. I in invest is for independent. N is for negotiable. V is for valuable. Or it could also mean vertical in terms of the chunks of value cutting across layers of enough functionality. E is for estimable. S is for small, small enough to fit within a sprint. And T is for testable. So before we deem a story as being ready, it should be independent of all others. Negotiable, it's a conversation, promise for a conversation. Should be valuable or vertical, should be estimable, be small enough to fit within a sprint, it should be testable. All right, let's go to our final question. You're going to love this one. Final question, my friends. What are the knowledge areas that are lower down in the 10? I want you to tell me the last three. What are the last three in the list? 
Now, of course, this is not an exam-worthy question. It's just trivia, okay? And it has an A and a B. So what are the last three? Go for it. Okay, so if you guessed risk management, procurement management, and stakeholder management, you are correct. Here is question B, 10B. What are the seven processes of risk management? Why am I asking you about risk? Because it's a big area on the exam that a lot of people cry about. You've got to know your risk management. So what are the seven processes? Go. All right. Let's talk about them one by one. Plan risk management. Planning how to manage risks on the project. The next one is identify risks, where you identify what could go right, what couldn't go right. In other words, you identify the negative risks or threats and also the positive risks or opportunities. Next one, we have perform qualitative risk analysis, then perform quantitative risk analysis. Perform qualitative risk analysis, our main goal is to categorize the risks and to rapidly score the risks. In perform quantitative risk analysis, our goal is to put a numeric assessment in place for those risks. In other words, you could find the expected monetary value of each risk by multiplying the probability of occurrence in percent times the impact in dollars. And when you get that for each risk, you could aggregate those. Now that's a simplistic way of explaining it. A lot more goes into it in the real world, but just hold on to that. Okay, so we've talked about plan, risk management, identify risks, perform qualitative risk analysis, perform quantitative risk analysis. Then the next one is plan risk responses. Plan how you're gonna respond to the risks. The next one is implement the risk responses. And finally, we have monitor risks. Now, when you're doing your plan risk responses, you've got to remember there are two mnemonics involved. There's A-team and there's easy. A-T-E-A-M. That stands for avoid, transfer, escalate, accept, and mitigate. That's how you respond to the negative risks. For the positive risks, it's easy. There are three E's. So there's exploit, accept, share, enhance, and escalate. All right, my friends, we've come to the end of it. That's it for today. I hope you found value from this. And I wish you all the very best in 2023. Don't forget, check out the website. If you're looking for training, you need to first of all hit the Praise on site. Especially if you're looking for training that's pragmatic, actionable, and engaging. Go on down. P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com. I'll get you in shape, my friend. I'll make sure that you are on it. See you in the live training. Bye for now.